So the, the Pali term for faculty is Indriya. So now we have two terms, Ayatana and Indriya. In, in English, uh, base and faculty. So these are, it is because of these uh, faculties, we, uh, we perceive things in the world. We get many informations. So, uh, without the combination, without the combination of the two, without the meeting of the two, we cannot get any information from outside. So, in other words, simply we having, a, suppose we have the eye, no object to grasp, or no connections, then we cannot understand anything. So, these two should be connected. So, connector, the mediator, is the mind. It is the consciousness. It is vijnana in Pali. Without vijnana, without consciousness, we cannot see. Without consciousness, we cannot hear. Without consciousness, we cannot smell. Without consciousness, we cannot taste. Without consciousness, we cannot get the tangible, any tangible object. Without consciousness, we cannot uh, think, we cannot understand anything without consciousness. So, consciousness is the most important thing. Once the Buddha gave a simile, suppose there are two oxen, two bulls, one is white, one is uh, black, so black and white, bulls. These bulls are tied to each other with a rope. You know, sometimes you see the bulls tied to each other with a rope. When, the, this, when these two are tied with a rope, which one is tied? Can you say which one? No, you cannot say which one is tight, but they are, they both are tight. The, what is the, what is the uh, feather? The feather is the rope. So like that, our eye and form, we always grasp things, we always uh, get some information, we always get some, uh, something from outside, because of our consciousness. So the consciousness, the lust is the fetter. It's the lust. We have lust, we have desire. That desire is the fetter. The desire is to be eradicated. So that is the fetter. Uh, the Buddha gave this uh, simile to black and white bulls, to, to bulls. So the, the feta we have to understand, feta between the two is the desire, craving. Once, uh, when we receive any object, anything to this, uh, through these six senses, what happens to us is, we grasp things with lust, craving, we delight it, and then we grasp it as mine, or this is mine. When it is grasped as mine, to make it yours, then this is my, this is me then. First you grasp as a mine, object as mine. Then this is me, this I am, secondly. And then this, think that it is permanent. Ah, this is myself. So this is mine, this I am, this is myself. This is how we normally grasp things. We cling to things. And we, we are then grasp and we have to suffer because of that. This is like, uh, once the Buddha, say, Buddha said this like a bait. This what we, when we delight things from outside. Whatever we get to this world, this is called world, these five aggregates are called world. This man, 
woman, this person is called world. So there are some baits, like bait is the, the fishermen, when they want to uh, catch fish, they give bait, like that. For this world, we give some bait. Once a deity came to the Buddha, then uh, said, Upaniyati jivitam appam ayu, jaru panitasya nasanti thana, etam bayam marane pekkamanu, punyani kairata sukha vahati. He said, Bhante, upaniyatim jivitam, this life is swept alone, like past, going past, swept alone. Upanivati Jivita. Appang Ayu. We live only short time. Lifespan is very short. Appang Ayu. Jaru Panitas Nasantit Dana. The person who has reached the old age has no shelter, no protection. Next is death. Age, old age is next is death. That is the that is why it is said that there is no shelter, no protection. Jaru panitas nasanti dhana. Etang bhayang marane pekhamanu. Having understood this danger in death, punyani kairata sukha vahati. One has to do more and more good deeds, more and more merits which brings happiness. That is what the deity said. Then the Buddha said the same thing, but the last one, last line is different. The first three lines are the same. The last line, the Buddha said, like, Etam bhayang marane pekka manu loka misam pajahe santi pekko. The Buddha's uh, explanation is, having understood this fear in death, one has to drop the bait to this world. That means, we give bait to eye, ear, nose, tongue, body. All the time we perceive things, we see things, we hear things. And that is how we give bait, sort of food to this uh, world. It is because of this we uh, sort of gratify these senses. We try to gratify these senses, six senses, which which is impossible. We cannot come to the come to the apex. We cannot complete it. So we try to gratify the senses. We cannot be satisfied. We all are uh, insatiate. These six senses, when we gratify these senses, we Try to grasp, try to grasp things. For this also, Buddha gave a simile, a beautiful simile. You know, in uh, in, in in Asia, uh, we have jack trees. You know the jack trees. In the jack trees, the, the liquid of the jack tree is sticky. With this sticky glue, glue, the hunters they make a trap. That's they, they make a baby like, like a teddy bear, like a teddy bear, they make a baby. And they take this to the woods and keep it in the woods to capture, the, capture these monkeys. In Asia, in the Buddha said, in the Himalayan, the Himalayan ranges, there are some places where there are monkeys. So the hunters, when they want to capture a monkey, what they, what they do, they make a baby, the sticky baby, and take it, it is white, you know, it's white. They take it and keep it in the uh, woods. Then the monkeys see this baby, and they see from this way, that way, like, and then slowly, slowly go there, closer to closer. And then, when they go to the closer, they ask us, nothing happened, they touch it. Like like this, they touch with one, one pole. Right? Then, it stick there, the hand. Then uh, he wants to release the hand, so he touch with other hand. 
it is again that is also stick. So that, and then to release both hands, he used his legs, one leg, the other leg, right? Then oh, and after that, to release all these pores, <laughs> he he then hit with the head, <laughs> head itself with his staff. Ah, that is what happened to monkey. Like that, the same thing, Buddha said, that is the same thing happened to us. Because of these six senses, we see things and we try to please our senses. Oh, it's very beautiful. When you see something, you think, oh, it's very beautiful. And then you try to see its parts. Parts. First, first you see the object as a block. And thereafter the parts of it. And try to, try to be happy. Try to please yourself. What happens? You cling to that. Just like the monkey. That, that is how we, through eye, and then through ears, nose, tongue, body and mind. Over the six ways, we cling to things. That is how we develop our clinging. So we cling to things. So, the wise persons, only the wise person can understand this. Only the uh, wise person think in such a way that how to how to release, how to uh, get rid of this. So, wise person try to understand this through meditation. Then he can do this. It is again there is a simile. You know the these similes are not my similes. All these similes given by the Buddha. We always we trust the Buddha. Buddha is our matchless refuge. Buddha has given all these similes, all these different teachings. What I talk here is what the Buddha has taught. So the Buddha gave a very beautiful simile to uh, this also. How to control these uh, six senses. Uh, six senses are compared to six animals. Suppose a person wants to find uh, six different animals. The person, uh, he takes his own dog, this dog, and some ropes, pieces of ropes, ropes, and go to the woods to find some animals. The, when he goes to the woods, he sees a fox, and he tied the fox, and now he has two, two animals, dog and fox. And when he, when he goes further in, he sees a monkey. He captures the monkey. Now three. And then he sees a, a cobra. He captures the cobra also. And then he captures a, a bird. Uh, now five. Then finally he captures a crocodile. Six animals, okay? Uh, dog, fox, monkey, uh, cobra, and crocodile. Six animals. Now he tied them all together. Make a knot with the, all these drop, uh, ropes. He make a knot and put them all in a particular open area. And he wants to see what happens. He put them, there is a sort of test, <laughs> you want to do this, what's happened, he wants to know this. So he put them all in that area and observe what is happening. So they try to drag to different, different, uh, different sides. So they try to drag to where? The dog tried to drag, he wants to go to the village. The dog wants to go to the village. The fox wants to go to the woods. The monkey wants to go to the uh, tree. The cobra wants to go to the ant hill. And the birds want to fly to the sky. And the crocodile wants to go to the pool. Uh, they drag to each, each side, different sides. All this. So, 
he observed this, what is happening, and after a few minutes, he saw that the crocodile, the all others, they dragged here and there, finally they all exhausted. Finally, the crocodile took them all into the pool. Uh, so we have a crocodile. Crocodile is our mind. The mind can control all these senses, all other five, five senses. So the Buddha said, Buddha gave this simile. The mind is the forerunner. Do you know this stanza? The first stanza of the Dhammapada? Mano Pubbangama Dhamma. Mind is the forerunner, the Buddha said. So, if we understand, if we can understand our mind, we can understand other senses as well. Because mind is there in every sense. Mind, in other words, is vijnana, uh, consciousness. Eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose consciousness, tongue consciousness, body consciousness and mind consciousness. There are six minds, six, six consciousness, six vijnana, right? Six types of vijnana. So, if we, un- if we can understand our mind, we can understand these sense- six senses as well. That is the point. It is, that is why we have to practice meditation. So, in these six senses, always, we are, as we are trying to please these six senses, we uh, develop our craving. Develop our craving in the senses. Craving is in the senses. Eye craving, ear craving, nose craving, tongue craving, body craving, mind craving. See? Craving is the cause of dukkha. You know the five, uh, the four, four uh, noble truths, when, when you uh, read the four noble truths, the cause of truth, uh, cause of dukkha, cause of suffering is what? Craving. So craving is here within us, in the senses. Craving is not over there, out over there. It is within. Craving is in the senses. Therefore, we have to understand this craving. The Buddha uh, one day uh, delivered a special discourse which is called All. The name of the discourse is All. A-L-L. All. Buddha said, All. Monks, I teach you what is old. What is old? Buddha said, I form Consciousness, contact, feeling. I form, I consciousness, I contact, I feeling. Five things in I. Then the ear. Ear, sound, ear consciousness, ear contact, ear feeling. Nose, uh, order, Nose consciousness, nose contact, nose feeling. Like that, six senses. Right? This, Buddha said, this is what is called all. Then the Buddha said, monks, all are burning. All are burning. All are burning means all these things. All these things are burning. Burning with what? Buddha question. Burning with what? Burning with lust, hate, uh, delusion, birth, aging, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, despair. Eleven. Eleven types of fire. With eleven types of fire all the six senses are all the time burning. That is called burning. This burning 
This fire is to be extinguished, is to be blown out. This is to be extinguished. That is called Nibbuta. Nibbuta. Once it is extinguished, that is called Nibbuta. That is what is called Nibbana. Nibbana, as, as the senses are all the time burning, if you can blow out the fire, that is what is called Nibbana. So, in the eye there is craving. If the eye craving is ceased in the eye, the eye is extinguished. Eye has come to the state of coolness. Coolness, Nibbana. That is called Siti Bhuta in Pali. Coolness. Come to the state of coolness. Coolness is another word. Siti Bhuta is another word for Nibbana. So, if the craving in the ear is ceased, it is, it has come to the state of coolness, like that. Other senses are the same. This is how we have to understand the six senses and how craving arises there, how dukkha, how suffering is there. Suffering is in, in these sense, six senses. So the same suffering, the same suffering should be ceased in the same place. As the suffering is in the eye, if our eye is not suffering, we are not suffering. Ear is not suffering, we are not suffering. So these six senses are to be understood. Once Buddha said, uh, another sutta, Yo bhikkhave chakkum abhinandati dukkham so abhinandati. Yo dukkham abhinandati aparimuttu dukkhasmati vada. That means, you, the monks, if one delights in the eye, if one delights in the eye, he delights in dukkha, suffering. If one delights in the eye, he delights in suffering. If one delights in suffering, he is not free from suffering. If one delights in the, in the ear, he delights in suffering. If one delights in suffering, he is not free from suffering. If one delights in the nose, he delights in dukkha. If one delights in dukkha, he, deli- he is not free from suffering. If one delights in tan, in the tan, he, re- he delights in the dukkha. If he delights in the dukkha, he is not free from dukkha. If one delights in the body, he delights in dukkha. If he delights in dukkha, he is not free from dukkha. If one delights in the mind, he delights in dukkha. If he delights in dukkha, he is not free from suffering. This is, this is the way. It is because of delight, our gratification. This craving arises, dukkha arises. Once uh, there was a Brahmin ascetic in the time of the Buddha. There was an Brahmin. There was a Brahmin ascetic. Uh, his name was Bhavari. He used to uh, make sacrifices to propitiate God. One day he made a sacrifice and after his sacrifice he came to his kuti, his cell. When he came to his cell, his kuti, there was another Brahmin ascetic. He was very uh, dirty, sort of uh, dust, full of dust all around his body. 
this hair, matted hair and reddish uh, teeth. So he he has 500 uh, gold pieces from this Brahmin, from Bavari. 500 gold pieces means 500 uh, money, like 500 dollars today, he has. Then this Brahmin said, I'm sorry, I have no such things. I'm a simple Brahmin, a simple ascetic. I, I offered what I had, I offered today to the God. And he's, when he said this, that ascetic said, the guest ascetic, he said, if you don't give, when I ask, if you don't give, then may your head split into seven within seven days. Like that he cursed, you know, the, the ascetic, some ascetics, those days, they, they cursed in such a way. If you don't give when I ask, may your head split into seven, within seven days. Now, here in this, this Brahmin, this ascetic, so scared and so as he was afraid, he, he was, he started to think what is to be done now. Within seven days, this might happen, because he was an ascetic, the, the one who cursed was an ascetic, so this might happen. So he wanted to find a way to escape. Then uh, a certain deity appeared. He, this deity was one of his uh, relatives in his previous life. Now this deity appeared there and said, Don't worry, don't be afraid on this. Nothing happened to you because he himself does not know what the head is. He himself does not know what the splitting is. Therefore, nothing happened to you. Don't worry. Don't be afraid, he said. <clears throat> then he asked, then who knows what head, what splitting? Who knows it? Then the deity said, only the Buddha knows this. Buddha knows what the head is, what splitting is. Then he, want, he asked, then where is the Buddha? The deity said, the Buddha is at Jetavana Monastery in the north, India. In the north, there is a monastery, <coughs> Jetavana. Now the Buddha is there. Uh, you can go and ask. So this Brahmin was a teacher. Bhavari was a teacher for 500 disciples. He had 500 uh, disciples. So, of the 500, there were 16 eminent, prominent uh, students. 16. Now, he, he then uh, summoned his uh, pupils uh, and he said, the Buddha has appeared in the world. Buddha is there in the monastery, in that particular monastery, you better go there and ask this question, what the head is and the splitting is. And when you go there, then the, the students, they ask, then how can we understand, how can we recognize the Buddha? Then he said, we have in our books, we have these 32 marks, Great, 32 great marks. So, see this. When you see uh, the person, you will understand. You will, you can, you will be able to uh, recognize the Buddha. So, the, the students, 16 students, went to meet the Buddha. And further, this uh, teacher said, when you go first, ask questions. Ask this first. Ask, who is our teacher? What is his name? Uh, and how many students he has? Ask these questions mentally, not, not verbally. When you meet the Buddha, ask this mentally. Then the Buddha will answer you. So as the teacher said this, the students went to meet the Buddha. When they met the Buddha, they asked this question. They first asked, who is our teacher? 
Then the Buddha, by the time Buddha was giving a, a talk, and after this, Buddha said, when, it, when asked, Buddha said, your teacher is Bhavari. Then they asked, how many students he has? He has 500 students. Now nobody is there to ask uh, questions. Buddha gives some answers. So other people there, they thought, who, who is ask, asking questions? So finally they, they understood that the students, they ask questions, Buddha gives answers mentally. That, that is mental conversation. So this, after this, they, the students, they ask what the head is. The Buddha said, head means ignorance, avicca. Head means ignorance. Then splitting, splitting means splitting of the, of avicca. Splitting of avicca. Avicca is the ignorance. So the, when the Buddha gave this answer, they all became very happy. They all were delighted. And there was a student named Ajita. He asked, he wanted to ask further question. He asked, in a, in a verse he asked, Kenasu nyutol doko, kenasu nappakasati. Kissabi lepanam bruhsi kinsu tassa mahabhaya. Kenasu nyuto loko. With what the world is shrouded, but with what the world is covered. He asked this. Kenasu napakasati. Because of what one cannot understand that the world is covered. World is shrouded. Kena sunapakasati. Kissabi lepanam brusi. With what the world is smeared. Word is smeared all over. With what? Kinsutasa mahabhayam. For him, what is the greatest fear? He asked these four questions. Now, here first of all we have to understand the word world. Word means person. So this is referring to a person. Kenasu nyuto loko. With what the world, with what it is shrouded means, with what the, the world, the, this person is shrouded, covered. Kenasu uh, napakasati. Because of what he cannot understand this. Kissa bilepanam brusi, with what the world is uh, smeared, and kinsutasa mahabhaya, what is his great fear? Then the Buddha answered. Buddha said, avijjaya nyuto loko, this world, this person is shrouded, covered with avijja, ignorance. Avijjaya nyuto loko. We all are shrouded, covered with the darkness of ignorance. Avijjaya nyuto loko. Vevicca pamada napakasati. It is because of stinginess and heedlessness. He cannot understand this. Stinginess and heedlessness. And Vevicca pamada napakasati. Japabi lepanam brusi. His all over, this world all over is smeared with craving. Ah, so the all over, craving is all over this body, all over these six senses. That is why the Buddha said, Japabi lepanam brusi. The world is smeared with craving. Japa vilepanam brumi. Dukkam tassa mahabhayam. To him, the greatest fear is dukkha. Him is you, me, <laughs> everybody. Dukkam tassa mahabhayam. That is how the Buddha answered. Then he asked, he asked further question. He asked, again, 
six sets of six. The name of the discourse is six sets of six. There are six sets. Six sets of six. In this sutta, this is from Majjhima Nikaya. Buddha said, Cha adyaptikani ayatnani veditabbani. There are six internal uh, bases. So six internal bases should be understood. Six external bases should be understood. Six classes of consciousness should be understood. Six classes of contact should be understood. Six classes of feeling should be understood. And six classes of craving should be understood. This can be understood only through vipassana, only through wisdom. This is why we want to practice. When we practice this, we can understand this one by one. So, in days to come, we want to practice this. In days to come, we want to give attention to these different uh, objects, different faculties, like eye faculty, ear faculty, nose faculty, tongue faculty, body faculty, mind faculty. And we want to understand their corresponding uh, data, the external basis. We want to understand the consciousness. The, all these are mental, you know. <laughs> you cannot see this outside. Mentally you can understand this. It is possible. It is only through mind you can see this, you can understand this. You can, when you develop your concentration, samat, samadhi, samatha, you can understand this. So, after 11th, we want to practice vipassana. Until 11th, we want to practice samatha. Uh, so, then we, we, we are going to understand these different uh, objects and try to understand what the Buddha said in these particular discourses. So, the, the Buddha taught this Dhamma to restrain this our these senses to restrain. You know the restraint in the teaching of the Buddha is different from other religions. One day a person named uh, Uttar he was a pupil of the, uh, Parasarya, the Brahmins, the Brahmin named Parasarya. He's one of his pupils, one of his students. He came to the Buddha and after greet, greeting the Buddha, he sat aside and then Buddha asked, Uttara, his name was Uttara, the Buddha asked, Uttara, how does your teacher, Parasarya, does your teacher uh, teaches the development of faculties, how to develop these faculties, does your teacher teaches, uh, teach it? Then, he said, yes, uh, our teacher, Parasarya, he teaches how to develop faculties. Then how to develop faculties? Then the Buddha asked, he said, as the teacher says, one should not see anything from eye. Through eye, one should not see anything. Uh, that is how to develop faculty. If you want to develop the faculty, eye faculty, you should not see any form. That is how to develop your faculty, eye faculty. If you want to develop your ear, you should stop hearing, listening anything. That is how the Uttara said. <laughs> then the Buddha said, Uttara, then these blind, <laughs> blind people, they are those who are, those who have developed, well developed their faculties. Because they never see <laughs> anything, right? And those who deaf, they are the, those who have developed their faculties. When this was said, he became silent. Uttara, this, this student, he became silent. He dismayed his uh, shoulders 
drooping and head down and he just kept silence without any any response then venerable ananda was there the buddha said ananda the development of faculties in in the uh, parasarya's teaching is different but the development of faculties in the uh, noble ones discipline that means the buddha's this is this translation is completely different it is a supreme development of faculties so where the buddha said the then the venerable anand said venerable sir it is the time now to teach this what the develop how uh, this development of faculties in the buddha's dispensation then the buddha uh, taught this in three levels the first level the buddha said how to develop faculties how to develop this uh, six faculties in the sasana in the dispensation of the buddha the meditators because the meditators when they see the buddha said when they see something through eye they there arises uh, something agreeable or disagreeable or something agreeable or disagreeable agreeable and disagreeable so three types of thing agreeable disagreeable or agreeable and disagreeable whenever these arises arise what the meditator should do is to understand it the meditator meditator understands it as they come because of uh, conditions they are interdependently arise understanding this the meditator uh, establishes equanimity uh, that is how the meditators this is the first level so as the big course meditators that is how they have to control that is how they have to develop uh, faculties in the in the sasana in this uh, dispensation of the buddha the meditators big course they practice this when they see something to eye when they hear something to ear and when they uh, order anything through nose and when they taste anything and when they have tangible anything and then mentally also so all the time they try to keep the balanced mind they maintain equanimity they establish equanimity by seeing things by hearing things by tasting by that that is the first level and the second level is the buddha said those who are in higher training you know in the sasana there are three levels the, this is the first level what i said was the first level those who are practicing meditators bhikkhus they do that and those who have come to the second level that is the higher training those uh, called higher training are those who are in the holy life you know there are four levels stream and enters once returners non returners and the enlightened ones arhants those are the four levels of the four levels the first three stream enter once returner non returner those who are in that level are called higher trainees those who are training in higher level level when they see something when they hear something when they taste something like that they understand this as uh, quite repulsive they uh, disenchant with this whatever they see they are not clinging to this they disenchant with this whatever is they see whatever they hear they disenchant disgusted with that dispassion and with dispassion they come to the understand reality that is the second level and the third level is the those who have those who have 
developed, well-developed faculties. They are the arahants. They, when they see something agreeable, disagreeable, or, or both agreeable and disagreeable, if they want to see it, if it is something repulsive, if they want to see it as unrepulsive, they see it as unrepulsive. Whatever is repulsive, if they wish, they, they see it as unrepulsive. What is unrepulsive, if they wish to see it as repulsive, they can do so. And if they want to uh, completely abandon it, they can do that. Completely abandon this type of uh, agreeable, disagreeable, either agreeable or disagreeable, they completely abandon these things and with mindfulness, clear comprehension and equanimity, they abide peacefully. There is other three levels the Buddha showed. That is how the development of faculties in the dispensation of the Buddha. So let's understand this teaching. The the stanza that I recited at the very beginning of this talk is Chakkuna Sangvaro Sadhu Sadhu Sotena Sangvaro Ganena Sangvaro Sadhu Sadhu Jivhaya Sangvaro Kayena Sangvaro Sadhu Sadhu Vachaya Sangvaro Manasa Sangvaro Sadhu Sadhu Sabbatta Sangvaro Sabbatta Sangvaro Bhikkhu Sabbadukha Pamuchati this is, this is restraining. Buddha said sadhu. What is the meaning of sadhu? Sadhu means good. It is excellent. Excellent. Sadhu means good. So, good is the restraint of, good is restraint of the eye. Chakuna sangvaro sadhu. Good is restraint the eye. Sadhu Sotena Sangvaro, good is restrained the ear. Ganena Sangvaro Sadhu, good is restrained the nose. Sadhu Jivhaya Sangvaro, good is restrained the tongue. Sadhu Jivhaya Sangvaro. Kayena Sangvaro Sadhu, good is restrained the body. Kayena Sangvaro Sadhu. Sadhu Vachaya Sangvaro. Good is restrain the speech. And Manasa Sangvaro Sadhu. Good is restrain the mind. Manasa Sangvaro Sadhu. Sadhu Sabbatta Sangvaro. Good is restrain from restrain in all the all the way. Everywhere. Good is restrain in everywhere. Sabbatta Sanguto Bhikkhu. The Bhikkhu, this term Bhikkhu is not only monks. Whether monks, nuns, lay persons, meditators, practitioners. Bhikkhu means practitioners. Sabbatta Sanguto Bhikkhu, the practitioner, the meditator, who is restrained everywhere. Sabbatta Sanguto Bhikkhu, Sabbadukha Pamuchati. He Become free, he is free from all suffering. This is the meaning of that, that stanza. So, friends, let's understand the significance of restraining these senses. Let's try to restrain our senses in our day to day life. When we see something, when we hear something, when we smell something, let's try to be mindful. If we are mindful, then we can understand these things and then we can control, we can curb our senses. Control our senses. That is the important thing. When, if we can curb, if we can control these senses, we can live happily, peacefully in this society and one day we can attain ultimate bliss of Nepal. May we all attain Ultimate bliss of Nepal. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.